and we are live. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Strictly Casual podcast. Today is Thursday, September 3rd. This is a new schedule for us. This is Thursday at 7.09 p.m. Pacific time. Um, just right. worked better with our schedules. It's okay. Um, James, week one of school. Week one of school. Cheers. Cheers. How'd your first week go? Ish. We have well, tomorrow well. still. First of all, I need to introduce the podcast. I'm sorry, Ben. Oh, I'm, so sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't sorry. want to be rude. It's all good. This is the unoriginal podcast from unprofessional college students, Strictly Casual. Here we keep it Strictly Casual. Joining me today and every week is one of my best friends, my roommate, and lover, Vincent DeSantis. Wow. Quite an intro. <laughs> wow. I don't know how to take that one. <laughs> He's blushing. Strictly He's platonic so lover, though. Of course. Absolutely. Because we keep our socks on. 100% of the time, every time. Every time. Okay, James. All right. How was your first How are you doing school? this week? Dude. Wow. So wow. stressful. It was so stressful. This week has sucked. I'm going to be completely honest. Like today, wow. I'm really happy we're doing the podcast, but I've just had so much crap to do today, and I have a lot of crap tomorrow. I yeah. think once this week is over, like Sunday's done, and like my work week is done and everything too. Next week's going to go so much smoother. I'm just going to say no. I'm going to start saying no to things, and it's going to feel really good for me. Yeah. I've said yes to too many things this week. How was yours? It was okay. Better than expected. I good. missed one of my classes on the first day. Ah. Well, you know why? Because the professor didn't put it in the damn Canva cal- or Canvas calendar. His fault, then. His fault. That's what I said. So I came back around. He's an, he was an older guy, so okay. I was a little more sympathetic. Sure, sure. Um, But uh, – I know people in every one of my classes, and that's all I really care about. Yeah. I have that security. Okay? Um, that's good. Hebrew is going to be a bear. It's going to be a rough one? It's going to be a rough one. Okay. I have to know the whole Aleph Bet by Friday. Aleph Bet. Aleph Bet. It's where the word alphabet comes okay. from. Well, that's nice because for my French class, we have to know three words by next class, so I'm feeling good about French so far. Oh, my God. That sounds incredible. <laughs> Um, Ben, what have you been playing this week? All right, this week, it's been a little lackluster on the games, but uh, I've been playing, oh my god, what have I been playing? Call of Duty, of course, played a little Fall Guys with Ryder, a little bit of Valorant with Ryder, uh, Mr. Hollywood, uh, my boys, and uh, what else have I been playing? Nothing We played a little bit of Remnant. Oh my god, Remnant. Don't don't forget about that, Ben. Which we'll be playing some more of soon on stream. I cannot wait to play more Remnant. And Spellbreak launched today, which I could have put that in RFS, but um, here we We're are saying it now. now, and I cannot wait to play that right after this episode. It's going to be great. Yeah. Are you streaming that too? I don't know. I don't know if I'll do a stream tonight. I'm usually pretty tired after this, but okay. we'll see. We'll play it by ear. You know what? I might stream it. I don't know. I don't know. Could go anyway. Could go anyway. I've been playing Remnant this week, um, and I think that's been about it. I've been pretty up to my nose and work but i have been dreaming vincent about playing persona 5 i yes. cannot wait to get back into that game also that's a lie i also played doom eternal this week that's right you did did a doom eternal stream that was fun it's so damn hard yeah i always forget how hard that game is have you considered but turning down the difficulty or are you just not a absolutely chance? not because mama didn't raise no quitter okay so, fair enough fair enough i'm gonna continue going now vincent Yes. This week. This week. Although some might say it's dry. I'd beg to differ. I incredibly beg to differ because this week we got a huge conference from none other than NVIDIA. NVIDIA, the company that makes the premium graphics cards in the market today for Intel-based architecture. And I could also work with AMD architecture as well. That's what I'm running. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, you're good. Okay. I didn't yeah. want you to leave my boy AMD out of the picture right there. No. That's what it sounded like. I could never. I I could never. Okay. All right. Just check yourself, James. Just check yourself. But I am I, I am shouting out from Intel gang over here. I don't want to I don't want to undercut that. I am Intel gang. Got that i5 6600K. Let's go, baby. That's right. Uh, anyway, so during this conference, Nvidia announced is their new RTX 3000 series. GPUs. Right. Our friend, who we don't know whatsoever, Tom Warren, over at The Verge, wrote a wonderful article discussing wow, what an the intro. events that took place. Mm-hmm. Dude, we're feeling it tonight. I'm so glad. 
<laughs> NVIDIA is unveiling its new GeForce RTX 3000 series graphics cards today. Well, this was a few days ago. I think it was Tuesday. Yeah, it was Tuesday. NVIDIA has been teasing these new cards for weeks, and there have also been plenty of leaks before the RTX 3080 was made official today. Yes. That was Tuesday? Yes. I'm so sorry. I should have gone through and did that. It's okay. Okay. Totally no worries. Based on NVIDIA's new Ampere architecture, as it's called, the RTX 3080 is designed to succeed the RTX 2080 and 2080 Ti cards with improved performance and ray tracing support. All this means is there's a new line of cards under the 30, uh, 3000 series with the architecture titled Ampere. Yes. Um, I'm going to continue. Yes. I was going to say something, but I forgot it, so I'm going to continue. <laughs> Keep going. Actually, this is a lie. I remember what I just said. Okay. Um, or what I was thinking of. I was at Best Buy earlier this week to go look at a new AIO for my PC. Sure. And I was talking to a dude there. His name was James. Great name. Great guy. Sure. And he said, you know what? You should wait for the new uh, graphics cards to come mm-hmm. out before you upgrade because they are about to drop. And surely enough, people are already panic selling their 1080 Ti's yeah. and their uh, 2070s and their 2080s. Anywho, <laughs> NVIDIA is promising big performance with the RTX 3080, up to two times that of the RTX 2080 and faster than even R- NVIDIA's RTX 2080 Ti. I card. That's a lot of numbers. Which is nutty. The, it is nutty. The card will ship with 10 gigabytes of GDDR6X memory and will be priced at $699, a steal, when it ships on September 17th, very soon. Literally a couple then, weeks. Oh my. It, what do you think? First of all, we're only halfway into this article. Yeah. What are your thoughts? What are you thinking? I didn't watch this guy live. I looked at everything afterwards. I forget I was doing something okay. during the time. But the amount of stuff they showed at this conference, like playing in com- – I like didn't watch 8K, any of it. I'm going to be completely transparent with you. It was – I watched only segments. Like they had a cyberpunk segment, which we'll get to next. Um, they had a segment of people playing on 8K displays in those cards, running 8K games, butter smooth. Like insane, right? Yeah. And just all and We don't even have this, our 8K displays yet. Not even close, baby. Just barely. All the time I'm watching this, I'm like, bro – I have a 2060 and I just bought that 2060 like a month and a half ago and I could have spent 50 extra dollars and got a 20 or sorry, a 3070. Yeah. For 499. So like a hundred dollars more actually. And it has like quadruple the power. Yeah. I was looking at one of the the charts for uh, performance and I think it was using the 2080 Ti and it was using the uh the new one of the new 30 3000 series cards i think it was a 3080 but i could be wrong mm-hmm. and then it used the 1070 as like the bottom like you know the smallest guy in the race the weakest horse yeah and that's when i it hit me i was like i'm the weakest horse in the race now james what do you have with all these big boys i have a 1070 oh okay okay for some no, reason i thought you had by... a 1660 i had a 6600k processor got it i was which made you think yes it's all good it happens it happens i'll be there to catch you Ben. going on it includes a dual fan setup that is designed to improve airflow by more than 55 percent which promises with promises of much quieter and more efficient cooling god bless nvidia is using a bracket exhausting front fan with the flow through rear fan in other words we got a lot of air flowing through this bad boy. You ain't even dreaming of overheating. Are you kidding me? Thank God. Alongside the RTX 3080, NVIDIA is also launching a cheaper RTX 3070 priced at $500 in October. $499, round up to $500 because no one thinks $499. This will be <laughs> still a more capable card than the prior RTX 2080 at a lot less cost than the 2080 itself. Mm-hmm. The performance bump will also put the RTX 3070 comfortably above the 1080, 1080 Ti and 10, 1080 cards for 1440p gaming. That's a lot of numbers. All this means is if you have any other card than an RTX uh, 3000 series card, it is probably the best move. And you can cont- you want to continue gaming on a PC. At the like at the premium level on a PC, 
it is well worth the investment to jump into this line of cards because they are cheaper and more efficient than ever. It's the price and value, like the value the of price. the actual it's, thing, price and power. It, it's, I don't, it's I can't neck even neck explain it. Equal. I can't even explain it. Yeah. NVIDIA also surprised, NVIDIA just so many surprises today. Well, also surprised today, Tuesday, with a top-of-the-line RTX 3090 GPU. When you thought it was all over with the 3080, they said, boom, 3090. They Here said it is. one more, baby. One, one more. One more. Another one. The RTX 3090 is more akin to the Titan line of NVIDIA cards and includes a massive 24 gigabytes of GDDR6X memory. My 2060 has six gigabytes of ddr6x yeah mine i think it has six or eight um i'm pretty sure it's six uh, this is wow mind-boggling i james i am clown again on this podcast just wear that clown makeup for the rest of the day then because all right i'm gonna pull up um the prices real quick it's i think it's it's like 500 800 and 1400 or something like that there's like a huge 1499 yeah yeah, it goes. Uh, you're right on the first two, and then the last one okay. is fourteen ninety nine. Oh, a hundred bucks off, close. Hundred bucks off, baby. Absolutely insane. Like, it, yeah. It, I I can't imagine what you would need the the thirty ninety for, but God bless you, you got it. I think it's for. So I talked the guy I talked to at Best Buy. He was into a lot of art stuff, and I think a lot of artists use high processing power i could be totally wrong i guess i mean it would be nice for editing but it, editing's getting the job done on my 2060 ish mm-hmm. i mean it, it could always be better but it's it's good then how do you think this impacts the next gen console market very interesting question james because i don't know how i'm gonna answer this here's my thoughts people that are pc gamers are not if you're strictly pc already you're not going to console anyways this is you are going gen. through a crisis because you just paid for a titan that is going to be outbeat by $700 cards. Exactly. So if you're that only... That could be totally untrue. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm talking about. If you're in the PC game, and this is like, it's been years since you've upgraded your GPU, I could see this being like, yeah, this is your next-gen console. This is your next-gen upgrade. Um, Since I'm going to get a console, I will not be upgrading my GPU. You know what I mean? It's like that. I, I well, can't do both. question for you then is... How do you feel about to drop a $500 investment in a PlayStation 5 when you know that this $500 card is going to be more powerful than your PlayStation 5? You know what? I still feel good about buying the PlayStation 5. Really? It's just the exclusives, man. I like, And yeah. that seems dumb. I think about it. I'm like, oh, really? I'm going to buy a PlayStation 5 for like maybe 10 games that come out the generation? Yeah, I am. And they're yeah. going to be damn good games. What about the fact that Sony wants to port more i know this is later articles yeah. sony wants to port more of their games over to pc let's also talk about that in a bit because i have a couple thoughts right. about it all right actually Great. you know what james we can go we can just go right into that real quick we might as well we'll go straight into it baby yeah. expediting the sony article let me go let me for it this. so this comes just from go straight uh, game debate news sony is officially bringing more first party titles to pc this comes from chad norton at game debate the boy the boy I have um, no idea who he is. There's been a lot of debate about whether Sony will be, will be bringing more of their first-party PlayStation exclusives to the PC platform, especially since both Death Stranding and Horizon Zero Dawn recently launched on PC. Well, now, Sony has officially confirmed that they were bringing more first-party titles to PC in the future. This is a quote. We will explore expanding our first-party titles to the PC platform in order to promote further growth in our profitability. This is clearly important to the entertainment giant, and it was listed as one of their strategic key points in a recent report. Unfortunately, no direct games were given at this moment at the moment, so we have no idea which ones or even how many they are planning to bring to PC, or whether they are past PS4 exclusives or future PS5 exclusives. Uh, this is another quote. Competition from online PC games and players from other industries is expected to continue intensely. The fundamental growth strategy will be to innovate and evolve the PlayStation platform. So basically, Sony sees the PC market as a viable audience to their games, and ones that are not likely to switch to the PlayStation console. And this is where it's interesting to me. It's great. It's great. Let's have more people play the PlayStation exclusives that haven't been able to play them before. But Sony is smart enough to know 
that they are ahead of these generations and they're ahead of the console races because of their exclusives and that's because they keep some of their games exclusive to their platform so i don't think this article in any way means that they're bringing all the playstation games over i'm they'll probably bring a few like i bet like god of war seems like that would be one but i don't see like naughty dogs games being ported over i guess it's like it, you know i don't know naughty yeah. dog feels like a baby to sony whereas same sony santa monica that's also their baby but i feel like god of war is more likely to get a pc port than an uncharted i, I agree that's my thoughts what i agree just based on the field because i thought of porting over last of us as a likely example but then i said mm, just doesn't seem like they would do it so they're brand. however ben, so i'm gonna Kratos. make a case yeah that is true i'm gonna make a case that i think sony could absolutely port all of these games to pc and suffer no or sorry little infractions to their sales numbers i know where this is coming going yeah. and that's because sony is leading the console market yep if they even if if we skip to the future and playstation 5 has completely outsold xbox series x right that is a console relative market now if they were to take their games and put them on pc i don't think people are going to jump ship from ps4 or sorry playstation 5 at this point to pc yeah because i think i think there will be some like i think i could be one of those people who jumps ship from playstation 5 to pc okay however I don't think because that is not their primary competition, mm -hmm. I don't think they have anything else to compete with. It's not like they're bringing them to Microsoft platforms, right? Sure. Because I think that's a totally different thing because then that's direct competition to the console market. But Sony's entire wheelhouse is not in the high-end, uh, I guess it's now mid-high-end, right? Because I feel like PCs are getting more accessible. Yeah. But and that mid-high-end range of uh, gaming for on the consumer level. So let me ask you this question. Let's okay. say we've heard the rumors, we've heard all this BS before, like, oh, is PlayStation going to do one of their um, like Game Pass-type things and stuff like that? Let's say, in a perfect world, PlayStation makes a Game Pass competitor, right? And it's huge. It's very good. Mm -hmm. They have Which it would be, everything. because they have better games. Sure. Anyway. Let's say they do a Game Pass, and they also that is included with their cloud playing thing, where you can play games on your phone and stuff like that. Sure. So if it was the whole Xbox Game Pass thing, the package. whole package, plus right. you would get that subscription service on your PC, and you'd be able to play all those PC games there as well. But you will not be able to play those on Steam, Blizzard, or whatever launcher, whatever the hell launcher. Right. So just like Game Pass. Yeah, but yeah, no, because you can play Halo: The Master Chief Collection on Steam. Or right, but you can't play Gears of War. Yeah, right, right. So you would those games would be strictly tied to that subscription base. Then right. you wouldn't lose as many people, I think. But mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm all for more people playing these games, but they're not going to do everything because they want to keep people on the console. PlayStation's in the console game, not the PC game. Absolutely. And I think that's just what it boils down to. Yeah. So with that being said, Sony, give me all your PC or your PlayStation games as PC games. That's all I really want. Yeah, I would love to, I would love to play some of these games at higher frame rates and stuff like that. And I think they could even, if they allowed the dual sense functionality and capability to be compatible with the PC and allow all the goodness of the haptic feedback and the adaptive triggers to roll over onto the PC hardware mm -hmm. and were allowed to put in those features through the PC software, um, I think that could totally seal the deal. Yeah. Right, because... I think Microsoft even has had a hold on uh, PC sales because they're controllers. Because every sure. if you buy any game on Steam and you want controls, if you want controller controls, yep. it will be in a Xbox format. Yeah. You will get your um, A, B, X, and Y. Right trigger, right bumper, you won't get R1, R2. You won't get square, triangle, X, circle. Yeah. So... Well, that's just we'll my little shift. letter to Sony. Maybe this generation will see a shift. I hope so. That's the hope as this PlayStation gamer, but I can also totally see Sony saying we don't need to do that whatsoever. Right. It goes both ways. Yeah, I we'll see. That we will really see. Um and that's what it always boils down to. Yeah. We will see. 
but i mean um, it's good to speculate it's fun to speculate speaking of big things yeah cyberpunk 2777 27 27 cyberpunk 27 <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> cyberpunk 2077 install will not take up 200 gigabytes city project red says now then i know this is hard to believe because cd project red is such a huge game you look at it and say wow how could that not be like 200 what did i say you said cd project red is such a big game (laughs) (laughs) close close close. this comes from tom ivan at video games chronicle nvidia latest pc graphics cards the geforce rtx 30 series revealed tuesday during an event which featured a screenshot of cyberpunk 27 accompanied by text mentioning 200 gigabyte next-gen games after this led to speculation about the size of the game cd project red global community lead marcine momo took to social media to set the record straight i probably butchered that name but no, you i'm gonna game. keep moving saying quote this is from momo while the cyberpunk game system requirements are not out yet they are coming soon, though. Exclamation I wanted to address this topic from Reddit. The game won't take up 200 gigabytes when installed. You can expect the required HDD space to be on par with other modern titles. So it's probably around 60 to 80. A modern title is also Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which is a walk Don't compare it to that monster. Okay. Because that is also a lot of updates included. That's fair. During NVIDIA's presentation, it showed off the 30 series cards with Cyberpunk 2077, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, Watch Dogs Legion, and Fortnite, all of which were confirmed to support ray, tr- ray tracing and DLSS And if you want those features. spicy, sexy, gorgeous Cyberpunk ray tracing screenshots from the 3000 series cards, you can head on over to Cyberpunk's Twitter page. It is beautiful. Nutty. Also, Fortnite ray trace. It looks great. I, sure, it looks I great. guess. I guess. That's something I have been playing this week. I played like five matches of Fortnite. I wasn't. Real quick. Had a great time. Guiltily, great. had a great time. All right, let's continue. <laughs> Melvin, we were talking about the PS5 controller a little earlier. Yes. And following Gamescom, we got a little more info about the DualSense controller. This is a big deal. I would say DualSense... Or at least Sony wants you to think it's a big deal. I am almost as excited of about DualSense... Sorry. I'm sorry. I am almost as uh, as excited for DualSense than I am the PS5. Like, my PS5 I'm level more is here, excited. and DualSense is, like, here. I think Push I'm it. more excited for the controller than maybe the console itself, and maybe even some of the games. Damn. Okay. Just because of, the implica- because of the implications it could have. Sure. So, this week on PlayStation Blog, um, what's her name? Mary Yi did a dev speak where she posed to a lot of developers working on first-party titles for PlayStation on how PS5 con- the PS5 console's ultra-high-speed SSD and Tempest 3D audio tech engine will enhance the future of gaming. Sure. In this article, we get word from Brian Horton, creator, dire- creative director for uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, creative director at uh, Sony Inter- Interactive Entertainment Japan Studio for Demon Souls, Far Cry 6 developers, Hitman 3 developers, Returnal developers, and even more. A lot of devs. A lot of devs. And a full spectrum of games also. They're not just highlighting one one genre of games. This is, this is a, the whole board. Right, the whole smorgasbord. So this quote comes from Brian Horton highlighting how the DualSense will work in Spider-Man's Miles Morales. Spider-Man's. <laughs> quote, beyond near instant loading and fast travel, the SSD and its speed allow us to more quickly load and display more detailed assets. This should lead to the city looking better than ever, and this is just the beginning for our team unlocking these possibilities. It's a fundamental change that we can't wait to take more advantage of in the years to come. And quote, now, James, that was about the SSD, not the DualSense, yes. but... I was totally off. It's okay. Entirely. It's okay. It's all right. I was just really excited about the DualSense, Ben. Can you blame me? I can't blame you, bro. I can't blame you. See? But this section is about. about the SSD. That's it's up there the... with I'm a Little Airplane, Mau Mau. <laughs> a Weekend Ruiner? <laughs> the Weekend Ruiner. You got to be here for the post-show or the pre-show. Yes, you do. You'll get it. 
This one comes from Gavin Moore, creative director at Sony Interactive Entertainment Japan Studio. Quote, as developers of Demon Souls, we are already changing the way we think about the SSD. We see it not just as storage, but also memory, utilizing the speed of the SSD to load data at blistering speeds, bringing you straight back into the action to avenge your many deaths. Your many deaths. Now, Vin, all this really means is faster load times. Yeah, I mean, there's literally four other quotes here that is going to talk about faster load times. You know what I mean? We that's It's just developers like, okay, Far Cry 6 developer, this SSD is a game changer. You got Hitman 3 developer. Um, it's just that you're going to be able to save and load at a moment's notice. It's just like the whole sandbox will be loaded for you like at a moment's notice. You don't have to wait for anything. You got... You got the lead programmer from Returnal, which is a new PS5 exclusive game. We saw a trailer during what? Thorny Weaver in it. That's right. It didn't look that great, but you know we'll we'll get it later on. We'll see um, how it goes. Uh, the lead programmer from Returnal says uh, that a bit further into the next generation, I'm expecting we'll start seeing developers make more of the more use of the not so obvious benefits of the SSD. So there's people that don't even know the full power of it yet, is what she's basically right. saying. Um, and then we have, of course, the creative director at Insomniac Games saying, hopefully players were able to see the new extended gameplay demo we recently revealed for Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. The SSD and custom IO architecture around it allows us to send players across dimensions with near instant speed. It fundamentally changes the rules and allows us to think about ideas and game designs that are only possible for the PS5. nutty nutty absolutely i mean it's i think the biggest thing is how minor sounding of an improvement a new ssd could be made out to be is made to be such a huge has huge implications for game development yeah right you think about what goes into um you know creating these environments and how the player goes through it and i guess loading is a pivotal part of this yeah, it, I don't know where I was going with that, but no, I'm, it's huge. I think so too. We won't really know until we try it. Like, no. that's going to be something where we can hear about and it's going to sound great. But we're going to like we'll get the full effect when we have our hands on it and it's going to be dope. I'm that's I'm excited for it. Colton asks, but can they bring this to PC SSD as well? And because it is a Sony uh, SSD patented. It would have to be Sony's decision to bring it separately to PC. I and we know that Sony doesn't play nice with other platforms. Yeah, even Genshin you Impact. go back to crossplay and all these things. Sony doesn't like to play with other platforms. So, which is dumb. if that's any indication. Okay, I would say no. So now, James, tell me a little Going about on, the Tempest 3D audio. Well. Same deal. We got a lot of developers coming in about basically how the 3D audio tech engine is going to be able to uh, affect these many game worlds and environments that these developers are um, creating. Yeah. So for Returnal, right, different developer, it's Harry Kruger, says 3D audio is exciting because it can create a more convincing and accurate soundscape for players, as the name would entail, and a stronger sense of place in a fast-paced action game with lots of verticality like Returnal. It can also help with the player's situational awareness and make it more intuitive for players to pinpoint locations of nearby enemies or incoming projectiles in the heat of combat. So spatial interaction, knowing exactly where things are in your environment so you can react to it at a specific time. Right. Um, Julian Marotta for uh, Norsefell Games says the ability to layer the music even more deeply with dozens of different states reacting to areas and enemy levels make for an environment that's even more lush and mesmerizing right and then basically james is what you're saying is that it's probably time for me to upgrade headphones i don't think the turtle beaches will be uh will be able to spice i like my turtle beaches just because they've worked but i think it's i think it's time to get sennheisers or something we'll see wow we'll see i got a recommendation for you all right we'll talk off stream we'll talk we'll talk we'll talk but Going after all this, it's all about just make putting yourself as the player in a much bigger uh, world. It makes you feel smaller as a player because you can 
here and place yourself in a position where uh, there's so much going on around you that you feel like you are at the center of the action instead of disconnected in your room, staring at your TV in your mom's basement. Yes. Like we are. Like we will. Like we are. Just kidding. Uh, but no, I'm excited for the 3D audio because I think this uh, transcends the headphones. I think it's like the headphones provide so much of the quality, but there's a literal a literal chip on this motherboard that is boosting the quality going to your ears, your beautiful ears, you know? So mm-hmm. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited to see how we see games that incorporate different spatial elements of music, right? When you when you record an orchestra, right? Mm-hmm. If you're thinking of like a giant set piece for like God of War or Last of Us and you hear the strings coming in, you can hear it spatially. It's not just you hear music yeah. playing. You, you hear the music in the environment. I want to see how developers might be able to do that, right? How Spatial do you think, music. So I would say Spider-Man, uh, Insomniac Spider-Man, had a great soundtrack. And when you took that Absolutely. first web, the exactly we're talking about the strings come in, like the big, like the the whole it crescendos yes. with the swing. Yes. Imagine Miles Morales, uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, and then taking advantage of the 3D Tempest audio uh, with that. That's wow. Like falling down like you're gonna feel like you're falling through the skies you really are and the music's gonna come in as you go back up i'm so damn excited for that i also think 3d audio has huge implications for the future of vr on the playstation platform let's go baby psvr2 absolutely i'm hoping i'm hoping we can pray we can only pray okay next do you want to take this i'll take i mean James, let's talk a little bit first. Let's talk a little let's bit. Let's talk a little bit. So okay. this is the Marvel's Avengers review roundup. Yes, it is. You and I both played the beta. So before yes, we get we to did. this, let's talk about beta thoughts just a tad, and then we can go into the review. Is that okay? That's absolutely okay. Okay, give me your initial reactions before you played the beta and then after you played the beta of what the stuff you saw. Before I played the beta, I was extremely skeptical. You could even say that I didn't really want to like it. Okay. I mean, let me backtrack a little bit. <laughs> I love the Avengers, but it dis- it is very disappointing to me when people take a franchise that I personally love and a lot of people love, and they don't do it justice, right? Sure. That's why uh, Insomniac Spider-Man holds is held in such high regard for me is because insomniac did something very good with a character that i already knew and loved going so going into it i wanted i really did want to enjoy it but it was a very high bar for me to go over i said if you're gonna make an avengers game it really has to live up to the avengers yep and i thought that because i knew it was a destiny style game I knew I was disappointed that they were going along a game design track of a pre-existing um, mm. MMORPG, and I felt like it just didn't quite fit the Avengers yeah. franchise, the Avengers IP, sure, if you will. Okay, so you download the beta, you play it. How many hours did you put in? Maybe five or six. Solid time. I didn't play it a lot. Five or six hours is good for a beta, for sure. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. The gameplay loop, I, I saw the potential. I enjoyed the multiple skill trees for each hero. But there's issues where I don't want to play as other characters and it may, forces me to in the story. Mm-hmm. Especially before I can get into multiplayer. Yeah. Um, and oh, yeah. then... Yeah, especially before you get into multiplayer. And then... The level design is very reminiscent of something like Destiny, which you go around, you hit. It's just a brawler where you hit, you just like kill enemies, um, clear the room, and then move you move on. to it, clear the room, move on, push a button, clear the room, move on. And I'm tired of that gameplay loop. Okay, it's what turned me on from the uh, turned me off from the Halo Infinite gameplay demo. Hmm. Is you went in, cleared out the enemies, and moved on and pushed a button. I'm tired of it. You yeah. can be more creative with your level design. Um, I, I want this game to be good. 
Avengers. Right. So bad. Like I, every time they have a war table, besides the first war table, that kind of sucked. Uh, their second one was great, and their the one that just happened on Monday. There was an Avengers war table on Monday where they released uh, Kate uh, something. Kate Hansen. Kate Hansen. Yes, Kate Hansen. All right, Kate yep. Hansen, which is uh, Hawkeye's something. Hawkeye's. Uh, Hawkeye's successor. I think it's his daughter. Got it. Um, please correct us in chat if you're if you're watching, <laughs> but like that was cool to me, and everything they show was cool. And then you play the beta, and it's not cool. Like, no. I played through the Golden Gate demo, and I was like, okay, that's okay. And then you're stuck with like an hour and a half of Hulk missions. And I'm like, ah. Uh. But after you sludge through those, the Abomination fight was cool. That was a fine boss fight to me. That's cool. It, yeah, it was fine. It got the job done. And yeah. then playing as Black Widow afterwards in the more open environments was fun i didn't get to play as black widow and i did want to play as her that was fun to me and then playing as iron man was okay to me too i played him in a harm room that was it but i who kamal khan was just okay to she didn't she was really boring to play as means i i agree um and then we didn't have any we didn't have thor in the beta so i don't i don't even know um but i i just didn't love it and i want to love it so bad Mm -hmm. um it feels very samey yeah combat feels very samey like it wasn't bad per se playing it but it wasn't worth 60 dollars for for me you know right and and here's my main concern is with a game if we're going to compare it to destiny which i'm going to okay um in a game like destiny you have things among the the game scape to give it variety right if you have even if you have your uh sunbreaker titan Mm -hmm. right which i love sunbreaker titan you have three so you have three trees in that which you do have skill trees in marvel's adventures however yeah you also have things on top of that in destiny you have your armor skills you have your weapon skills you have your exotic pieces sure. you're doing other things on the side right and those are all things that add variation to your game and you have like so many subtypes of weapons right yeah and i feel like you just miss those little things that add more the variety that is needed when you have a game like this in which you're spending a lot of time with one character, it's how many skill trees can I progress through before it gets old? Yeah. No, I And totally I get, get tired that. of all these abilities. Uh, you sent me a screenshot on Twitter the other day of someone who obtained a very high-level piece of gear, and the stat on it was boof. It was like a very low chance that anything would even happen. I, it was so – it was like a tongue yeah, twister to even – Yeah, I'm Tongue twister to read made no sense. And then when you really there think it about is. it, it's dumb. Yeah. It's my first ever piece. This comes from Steven Strum on Twitter, at Steven Strum. My first ever piece of legendary gear, the legendary perk. If I hit an enemy and I'm using a rage attack, ranged attack and that ranged attack crits, there is less than a 50% chance that I may get a defense buff for a short time. Exciting stuff super exciting yeah not very it's not like worth grinding for or anything no it, it seems kind of dumb it just yeah it seems like they i don't see the motivation to right. keep you going so the game comes out for everybody today at 9 p.m okay. for wide okay. wide on audiences but if you pre-ordered you got it on monday you got it multiple days early so it's been out there and there's been absolutely no ndas you once you once these people got the game on monday it any you could anything could be on the internet you don't everything can be spoiled yeah um someone in chat uh mr hollywood says hyped gonna be playing later with the cousins hopefully <laughs> i put po- i hope you have a great time right i hope i you really do, too. do um now vin we only have one review score from uh yeah, a retailer which the major which i we don't even have to read the review score let's just read the review it says this is a little snippet of the review it says the future of marvels this comes from blaine smith at gamers heroes the future of marvel's avengers ongoing success will be completely dependent on the quality and regularity of content however as a game available today it's a solid entry into the loot and shoot rpg space the single player story is worth the piece worth the price of admission alone leaving the fun but dated approach to multiplayer a welcome addition for fans of the looter-style approach. So I've heard this quite a bit on Twitter 
that people are having a good time with the story like yes. on Avengers they said Kamala Khan is a great protagonist yes um and things like that which sounds great that sounds great to me and I wish that they had more emphasis on the campaign before like in the promotion you know mm-hmm. what I mean I, I feel like I didn't really know anything about about it besides who the bad no, we guy was, Cap was dead. and Cap dead and Kamala Khan's like the main protagonist and that's about all we knew so yeah. it's weird that people are praising the thing that was barely marketed about the game so yeah uh this little snippet comes from destructoid uh chris carter he says i need to play more before i can make a final judgment but right now marvel's avengers seems like a shooting a shoo-in for a future games of service bringing up your grades award it's rough now but after some free characters arrive and in the mix alongside some quality of life updates and some performance patches it could be a nice way to spend a weekend with some friends the the problem is it could be yeah and it's it's not the it's not the grandiose experience that you want out of an avengers uh level franchise that you want out of that big triple a end game size universe right you can't expect coming off of a name like Avengers that has that tie to Infinity War and Endgame and billions of dollars in profit. Sure. And then just have it just be, it could be a nice way to spend a weekend with some friends. Right. They, you know, I wanted this to read, this will be the best weekend you've had playing games with your friends. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's what I wanted to read. Not this could mm-hmm. be a good, good time. Um, it is a contender for your good time with yeah. your buddies with the weekend. And I got plenty of good times to be had playing games right now that are free. Yeah, yeah. On on the PC right now, I want I want to have yeah. a, I want to have the best time playing Avengers because yeah. I love Avengers too, and I don't mean to shortchange that. Like I I love Marvel, love me some right. superheroes. I'm Both just of us do. Still not impressed with this game. Right, I think it's because we love those superheroes so much that we want the best for those characters and the best for that portrayal. Uh, This is the last one. It comes from Philip Hornshot GameSpot. Quote, So far, though, I'm really enjoying what Crystal Dynamics is doing with these characters and with the Avengers story the the developer is able to tell. It's the heavily video gamey portions that are dragging me down, and I'm hoping Marvel's Avengers will grow into them as I continue my adventures. End quote. Um, It's, I heard, I forgot who was talking about this, but they are saying the story elements of the campaign are actually really good yeah. you know the cutscenes, the character interactions but it's the moments that are game ass moments when you're going through levels and you're going through the core of the gameplay mm-hmm. going through the loop doing the motions to get from point a to point b to watch a cutscene. then that's where the game slugs yeah and that's the issue that i think i have with the game as of right now even though i haven't played it just okay. to be fully fully disclosed yeah um i say quick that others regard marvel's avengers very highly with experiences that are totally and this is mostly campaign experiences that are totally marvel and character interactions that are incredibly impactful with kamala khan being a major highlight for players i know um a journalist or i don't know him i know of him uh his name's i think it's tamur hussein i could be pronouncing that wrong yeah on twitter and he was like talking about how uh kamala khan talking about um, muslim traditions that she went through with her yeah. family just totally made him like tear up and i think that's super beautiful cool. that that uh, audience gets representation yeah and a franchise that's as big as absolutely. marvel's avengers absolutely you know i think that's a huge step I cannot that discount respect. that but you know and i greg miller was talking about a interaction between like tony and uh cap that literally made him tear up because it was just like so yeah uh, iconic and representative of the and the uh relationship that those two characters really have right yeah but outside like it's hard to have these super pinnacle experiences uh that you see glimpses of glimpses of that don't seem to have any follow-through for the rest of the game and you don't see in the post game because there's none of that at all besides Then, okay are we still recording great uh switch your mic 
real quick. It's not on. Uh, but yeah, I, I I talked to Vin and I said that um, if it goes on a deep sale, I'll probably buy it, like 30 bucks. I'll probably get, I want to see what characters they have going for it, uh, regardless of the, so the way the, ba the battle pass system got a lot of flack earlier this week, <clears throat> excuse me, because it was you have to pay or buy a battle, battle pass for each new character. However, I read, I did some digging, and people were saying that um, you, if you complete a battle pass for a pre-existing character that is already available, you will have more than enough currency, <clears throat> excuse me, to buy the battle pass for a post-launch character. And if you continue to grind out battle passes, then you will be able to um, continue to do battle passes for new characters. Also, I can't hear you. Okay, um, but I want the best for this game. I we we'll see with more reviews that'll come out in the coming weeks. Um, but with a game like this, that's more that games of the service model. It'll be a little bit before we start seeing some more solid reviews, some more solid review scores. Um, I mean, if I go to Metacritic right now, the only score is an 80 on Metacritic, and that was from. Um, Games Heroes, but if we look right now, uh, it's currently sitting at a 76 meta score. That's better than I thought it was going to be. User score. Um, the highest reviews of being worth playing, Gamers Heroes and Shack News, and the lowest being ZooVideo.com uh, and Trusted Reviews. That's brutal. How is that, how, what's the low one looking like? As a whole, the game is interesting. Wait, can you Thanks hear me or to, not? Uh, I can hear you just fine. Oh, You're cool, good, cool, cool. Yeah. As a whole, the game is interesting. Thanks to a complete customization system and complementary superheroes, on the other hand, the player often finds himself co confronted with awkward choices and great redundancy synonymous with repetitive missions. Although Crystal, Dynamic, Crystal Dynamics has, unlike Bioware with Anthem, avoided the trap of unbalanced loot, the game remains as it is simply attractive, if not essential. Cool. Oh, sorry. If not essential. Oh, if not essential. Simply attractive. If not essential. Got it. Got it. Mm -hmm. So they're not saying it's uh, a must play, but it looks cool. But, but people across the board say it is a pleasant surprise from the beta. Okay. It gives Engaging me combat, rewarding progression, um, has established a solid foundation for Crystal Dynamics to build upon with new heroes and scenarios in the months and years to come. I've heard people just reviews. I've heard people say good things about cam the campaign, which makes me happier. Makes me happier. My worry is that it won't... So I see how this game could have a lot of post-launch support that is meaningful. However, I'm worried for the player, like me, who gets bored between the spans in yeah. which content is coming out. Right. Sure. You, so you drop a new character. Everyone's playing the new character for like two weeks. And then you drop off because you saw everything that was new mm -hmm. and then you decided, you know, I'm just going to wait for the next one. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm worried for a consistently long player base. I think that I will pick Marvel's up Avengers. Avengers when it is on sale and they release their next huge pack of characters or whatever, you know, like, uh, yeah, like they've already released four characters, games on sale bundled with the next character. You know what I mean? Or something like that. And I get it right. for twenty five dollars on a. Well, I think all store. the all the characters are free. free just the yeah, battle yeah. pass you have to pay for. So. Right, they'll bundle it with something. Like right. a skin well, maybe something. they'll bundle in skins or like battle passes. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you buy like, you buy a special bundle and you'll get like four extra battle passes that you can do that you don't have to grind out. Sure. For. Yeah, that makes sense. All I in all, we'll see. I think that sums up our. Thoughts on Marvel's Avengers, but I haven't having played not it. played it ourselves. Having not played it, so having not played it ourselves. A grain of salt, just the beta. Yes. Okay, so this is super cool. Um, we thought we were a little short on news for the week, so we reached out to you guys uh, for some questions or anything you guys wanted to be covered on here. So we got uh, two little topics from the community that we're going to talk about. The first one comes from Mr. Hollywood, friend of the show, our boy. We've had him on a couple. We had him on a couple weeks ago, like a month ago, he maybe. He did. Um, and Mr. Hollywood says, "Why do you all think Xbox and PlayStation are waiting so long to reveal 
real prices and release dates? I think there's a simple answer and an oh, like an answer that I just don't know. The answer I don't know would be probably the real answer, but from a consumer's perspective, you see Xbox and PlayStation wanting to compete with each other, having a cheap, cheaper price and um, release first, but I don't think either of them are ready to release like today. You know what I mean? Like I think they need a little more time, but they don't know how much time until the other person releases. Yeah, and the, the thing is, is this has never happened before. We, the 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 earliest or sorry the latest that this information has been availed is five months before release four four sorry four yeah four months before release and we are at almost two yep what are you thinking why, why is that because i feel like we've crossed a bridge of no return where they don't care and they know that a lot of their audience doesn't care a good portion of their audience does care about price, I mean, I mean, reveal date. Everybody yeah. wants that lockdown. Mm-hmm. I I could see this going on for another know. month. I could see it be going like a month ahead of time. We learn. That's where I'm at the point of no return. Where I feel like now they could just do whatever the hell they want. They can, you know, because Who's stopping them? back in June we we were like, oh, we're gonna have to know more about this right. within the month. But now we've said that three three times, three four James, times. We've been saying this for months. We've been saying yeah, this we've been for months saying this on the literally podcast. For when are we going to get a release yeah. date? When are we going to get it? We don't know. They don't know. I bet that they have uh, some ideas. They might not have a date locked down. We've gotten plenty yeah, of leaks I... that say mid-November for PS5 and first week of November for um, for Xbox, but we'll see. Uh, yeah. yeah. A couple weeks until release. That's my guess. <sighs> like a month. It'll be crazy. It'll be like pre-orders. Boom. It comes out in 15 days. Get ready. I, I hear the latest the latest thought is that Microsoft so there's Microsoft was already planning for an early November release allegedly sure right according to their marketing spending okay and their slated release that they were gonna do um, beginning of November like first week now people are saying that Sony could totally do beginning of October sorry not beginning end oh. of October even they're just slinging them out i could i i can't give you a good answer for this one rider i'm sorry i wish i could your guess is as good as mine your guess is as good as mine it's i think it's a little ridiculous but honestly i'm here for it who cares you know what i mean it's gonna come out by the end of the year i i'll find stuff to tide me over here's here's the thing with the ps5 especially once they did the the lotto system for pre-orders in which you just put in your I, that's when I said, you know what, I can't, like, it's not like I'm waiting on a timer right. or anything to, like, put in my pre-order because Sony's just going to draw a name out of a hat, and that's how the cards will fall. No, they well, they said that lottery system is going to be based on user engagement. Like, have you been playing your PlayStation? It'll go to the people that play PlayStation to the most to the and then cut off at the person that doesn't play it the most. That's my guess. They want to get the people that play PlayStation all day because they know they'll share it. Like they'll, yeah. It it's self advertised, bro. When a PlayStation gets shipped to someone's house that plays PlayStation, that goes on Instagram. That's gonna go on Twitter. They're gonna be be like, oh, check this out. I'm playing on my new PlayStation Five. They're not gonna send it to the guy that doesn't doesn't play it that much. Yeah, yeah. You're right. We'll see. You're right. Okay, we got one more community question before we end out the night. Oh. Uh yeah, and then we'll do random fun stuff afterwards. Um, yep. this is from Nated, uh, on the Discord, and he says, "What are your guys' thoughts on the graphical differences in Halo Infinite's trailer versus the COD Cold War trailer?" Um, just to give a little, a little something, I feel like we've beat the crap out of our Halo Infinite trash talking over the course of the last podcast. Crap out of Halo Infinite. Yeah, and and so I don't really want to. I don't want to beat a dead horse for lack of better terminology yeah but i think we both know that the halo infinite trailer did not look good and the cod cold war trailer has amazing graphics but we also didn't see gameplay of the cod cold war it's true we didn't see gameplay but even even on a cinematic level the cold war looked cold war looked way better than halo infinite's uh thing too and and that's 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 all it is there's no discussion it looked better exactly i i think so too yeah um uh, I mean, the 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 gameplay could look 
like not as good, but it would still look better than Halo Infinite. Sure. Yeah. Who? I, I, I think that's all there is to this question, Ben. Me too. And I wish I had more to say about it, but I just don't. Yeah. For for Nate's sake, I wish I had more to say about it, but yeah. unfortunately, I think that's all we. That's all there is on that. Yeah. Um. Real quick, Colton has another question. Real quick. Mm-hmm. Um. Says any thoughts on an Oculus Quest Two coming November? I've been following this myself uh, for a little bit because I was really in the market for an Oculus Quest. Um, I haven't heard any news about it in the recent month or two, but um, I do know that those new controllers are uh, codenamed Jedi controllers. And because of that, I'm very excited. Um, I would love to pick up an Oculus Quest, but unfortunately this fall I'm going to be dead broke with (laughs) ps5 uh, and maybe an rtx card and are you gonna do it i i don't know wow okay i can, Pop I can be crazy i don't know be crazy let me tell you guys a 30 <laughs> second story um okay a couple months ago when me and james were roommates living with each other uh james the bought days. a quest james bought a quest the money went through and everything and less than a day later he cancels it he's he buyer's remorse immediately he's like i can't do this i can't do it he cancels <laughs> yeah. it there's my 30 second story it was um, hilarious i i did play a quest over the summer a few times because my buddy was working for um our church he got their department got a quest okay you know for youth events and stuff sure. like that um and so he would take it around to like little like get-togethers and stuff because he just had it around so when he'd come up to like parties or whatever he'd be like oh try the quest play super hot whatever quest, bro. you know and mm-hmm. so that was fun i had a good time playing super hot um but it just something wasn't clicking for me. I think it was okay. a little bit of latency, or it was that it would like the straps didn't quite fit around my head. It wasn't comfortable enough for longer play periods, mm. and that's what got me. Yeah. Um, and the graphical fidelity just wasn't what I wanted. Cool. Well, then you can wait. Then you gotta wait. Then I can wait. Okay. Now, on to the best part of the show, our favorite part of the show: random fun stuff. I need a random fun now, stuff graphic that I can run. I just thought about yeah, that. Yeah, dude. That would be so sweet. We'll get there. We'll get there, guys. We'll get there. Um, we only have two items here. I guess three if you count <clears throat> Spellbreak release. Sure. Spellbreak um, out today. Play it if it's good. That's the first one. I don't even know. Um, We will find out after this episode. First item is Marvel's Avenger beta was globally the most downla- downloaded beta in PlayStation history. That's wild. That seems like almost false to me. That's how crazy that sounds. But sure. Well, I can't cool. think of like another beta that was like that big. Yeah. And do you know what, dude? People played that beta just for the stupid Hulk fists in Fortnite. These little kids, bro, did not even want the Avengers game. They just wanted their their Fortnite shit. What can you do? I have a buddy whose little brother continually asked me if he wants me to watch his Fortnite tournaments. I you tell say him yes, yes uh-huh. but I never do it. You're breaking that kid's I heart, know. bro. No. You guys, we should do a watch along on the channel of, of Benito's the cousin. boy. Benito. He's plays. His name's Benito. It? His name's not Benito. It's Bennett, but I call him Benito. Benito's perfect. That's great. Yeah. Okay, the uh, last item on random fun stuff is Con- Tom Clancy's The Division is free to claim on UPlay right now. Um, if you, I love The Division. I think Division One's Dark Zone is some of the best multiplayer experience you can have with it friends. It was so much fun. That was a beta that I had a good ass time with. The Division, yeah, I. The Division is a great game, and The Division 2 is also a great game, but its Dark Zone is not nearly as good. That's it. That's all I got. And that's the end of episode 30. Thank you so much for tuning in to Strictly Casual Podcast episode 38, Vin. 38? Where did that come from? I don't know why I said 38. It's just 30. Episode 30. I'm all over the place tonight. You are. We've had four classes today. Yeah. It's a good time. Um, Episode 30. If you haven't already, follow the channel on Twitch. Subscribe on YouTube. Join the Discord down below. We got social medias. We got Twitter. We got Instagram. We got everything and your mother's couch. Wow. Absolutely. I went there. I went there. Um, If you're watching with us live, thank you so much for hanging out. Really appreciate you. If you would like your questions or uh, anything you want discussed in the next week's podcast, you can join our Discord below and chat with us. We would love to hear from you. Absolutely adore it. We would absolutely ends strictly casual episode 30 peace out guys peace out